Radio Paredolia. Radio Paredolia. Radio Paredolia. Radio Paredolia. You are listening to the fifth episode of Radio Paradolia, a radio program and podcast on music and memories. Today I will explore Dutch punk and oral history. To puzzle together the early days of punk in the Netherlands, we largely depend on oral history, on interviews with the people who were there, who played in the bands, who went to the concerts, who were photographed by Max Natkeel in Paradiso's Levitry, kids with dirty fingernails and wired eyes. Sure, there are some documents too, newspapers, fanzines, records, but it's the first-hand accounts that breathe life into that history and that play some tricks on us along the way. Things are 
with Fools before that Helmets with Half 2. Two early releases on the record label No Fun, which released four punk singles in 78 and 79 before morphing into Torso. I had been listening to punk for years before I finally heard these early Dutch punk singles. The originals are hard to find and extremely expensive. One of the many tricks oral storytelling has up its sleeve is known as the broken record effect. That occurs when a person tells the same story again and again, with the exact same details, pauses for effect, and punchlines. In that way, a witnessed event becomes a personal myth. I'm not sure if it really counts as such, but there is a story that I was told many times by many people, how these early punk singles, now worth hundreds of euros, ended up in the sale bin of No Fun Record Shop. It's impossible to tell if the people who now say they couldn't give them away actually witnessed this themselves or if it's just hearsay. It's become part of the Dutch punk myth. Tell me that people will be free 
Casanova, the very first Dutch punk single by Enschede-based artist Paul Tornado. Before that I played Subway with Jesus Loves Me, But I Don't Care. Some ten years ago I interviewed many punk protagonists for my book No Future New with the somewhat misleading subtitle Punk in Holland 1977-2012. I did miss some obvious key players like Paul Tornado, But then it wasn't in any way an attempt to write a complete history of punk in the Netherlands, but an attempt at understanding its cultural roots, evolution and legacy. In retrospect, I'd say I wanted to understand why I hadn't encountered many Dutch punk bands all those years that I was listening to their British and American counterparts. It was also an attempt at time traveling, to immerse myself in a scene that had long ceased to exist. But everything I just said is just me trying to make sense of my life. That is what we do when looking back, and it happens in each and every interview. We always try to fit our experiences into a coherent life story, even though life itself is never linear. Girls never know what to do. 
Sportivo with Girls Never Know. Why did I just play Grupo Sportivo when we're supposed to talk about Dutch punk? Well, very simply, this is also part of my personal narrative. The first and second album of Grupo Sportivo were the first records I bought myself at the Antiques Market in The Hague. It was the summer of 2002, I was 15, and I had just claimed my mother's record player and her David Bowie records. It was the summer I started listening to the Velvet Underground and the Sex Pistols. The spidery letters and funny pictures on the sleeves of Grupo Sportivo records vaguely told me that this was music from an interesting era. My dad kindly advised me it was worth buying them, and he was right. The memory of getting those Grupo Sportivo records has come to represent a particular time in my life, on the brink of discovering 
Punk and Post-Punk. Und wie steht es mit das Licht? Was können wir sagen von das Licht? Ist das nicht gar ganz nichts? Oder gibt es auch noch eine nichtige Nichtigkeit? Ja, das Licht, das Licht! Heilige, 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 Heilige,
mix uh, with Searching, the first all-female punk band in the Netherlands. Before that, I played Panic with Requiem for Martin Heidegger. Hi, dikke hi. Back in 2002, I hadn't heard any of these early Dutch punk bands, although I did hang out with people from that generation. I vividly remember having a beer, or it could have been a coffee, that's how myth-making works. Anyway, a drink on the Grote Markt one afternoon after school. I was there with some older people I hung out with when a wild-looking man joined us. He wore a sleeveless shirt and a kamikaze headband and in a The Hague dialect introduced himself as Pierre. He immediately struck me as very cool and very punk, but it would take years before I found out he had actually played in The Molesters. Pierre Jouvenaar, better known as Pierre Deluxe, even wrote one of the first Dutch punk singles, Plastic.
twice with plastic followed by Iconoclast recorded after their reformation in 2013 Iconoclast we need in this world full of greed looking back on the release of the single plastic he'd written as a 15 year old Pierre Deluc told me a few years ago it was all about the consumer society pollution and artificialness something I was really aware of when I listen to it now he said I'm surprised how much that song captures the essence. I still write about those themes. When I interview people about punk, some look back on it with mild interest or amusement, while others come up with larger-than-life stories. For some, the punk period had been defining, still very much part of their identity. Other punk pioneers I had to coax into talking about their experiences. They had moved on or lost interest and would downplay their role. Stars. 
attack with treat me like a doll before that i played the filth with don't hide your hate some of the best anecdotes for me are those that are effortless but with a touch of the fantastic some like those ended up in a booklet i made together with journalist oscar smith about the history of the punk labels no fun torso and plurex for example how a teenage wally van middendor put up a homemade poster that read Tits, we are so glad Elvis is dead, in Ralph Record Store. When a record company representative asked shop employee Sam Chiu if he knew any Dutch punk bands, the story goes. Chiu pointed at the poster and said, well yes, tits. That instant was the birth of a punk single, a record label, Plurex, and the start of Wally van Middendorp's career in music. Let's listen to Tits with We are so glad Elvis is dead.
Cyberpunk opened doors for us Wally from Middeldorp later reflected. Only a year after fronting tits, he formed Mini Pops and released this.
blame me, sir. I don't know what kind of cop I've become lately. How can I stop being who I am and start being someone you like, sir? No, sir. You are right. I don't dream about being a chief inspector anymore. If you make more money, you make fewer friends. Mini Pops with Kojak. The band became a proponent of the ultra scene, a scene that quickly followed punk. A new brief era characterized by old-fashioned suits, shapeless dresses, bad haircuts and musical experimentation. Shut up. 
Followed by Band Plus Instruments with special agreement. Truus de Groot was just 19 when she recorded this Plurex single together with Brecht Kamphuizen. Later she recounted how she made the cut and paste sleeve of the single herself using old school books. The images of the two girls on the sleeve, she says, were illustrations from lessons on etiquette and gymnastics that always fascinated me. Why do you have to learn how to behave? Of course, that's how I see it in retrospect. Back then, the sleeve just happened, just like the music and the words. De stoomwal sintelbaan rondjes door het ovaal van het stadion. Oh, oh, Olympisch. Slipstream slakken, spuiten weg. Rooskleurig. Hey, Kneet, speed 2, yesterday. Gouden helm. Tochtlatten, kroeskoppen, baardapen, melkboeren, hondenhaar. Appelwangen. Lippen, wijsneuzen, flaporen, spekpeknikken, kippenborsten, hangtieten, winterhanden, bofkonten, bierbuiken, paardenreten, voetbalknieën, stalbenen, rilwijen, klapkuiten, zweetvoeten, tenenkazen. Joden, dove kwartels, knikkenbollen, mafkezen, maagzeren, nierstenen, leverkwalen, galbulten, voetbalknieën. Ja, ja, ik weet het. Kickboxen, 
natrappen, voetbalknieën, voetbalknieën, Slapneus en waterhoofden, kroonoven, oorvijgen, hielen, likkers, papzakken, slijmjurken, puistenkoppen, tennisarmen. Slakken spuiten weg. Je hoort Tom Lebbink met voetbalknieën. Tom Lebbink had witnessed the punk explosion as a doorman for Paradiso, was the first drummer of Meccano, and later wrote the new wave as a pop poet. He had seen Paradiso change from a hippie hangout to the clubhouse of young, loud and snotty punks. A Paradiso talent show first provided him with a stage for his quirky poetry. He ended up performing on huge stages with a backing track and smoke machine, opening for Grace Jones and King Crimson. For him too, it must have all just happened. But when I interviewed him, he stressed the pivotal role of punk in his career. He kept saying how incredible it was that he, a working class kid, had made it that far, had shared a stage with Jules Dilder and Bart Chabot. That was his narrative, making it as a kid from Amsterdam Noord. Dat je dat flikt, joh. People are nice and friendly, tell me I'm doing all right, I'm doing all right, I'm doing all right. But I know this is not the place to be Don't want to be my side, in my side Better find a fire escape for they are really burning me But all they are nice and friendly They just got to, got to let me be Nice and friendly people are burning me Nice and friendly people are burning me Make me do things I really don't wanna do, don't wanna do, don't wanna do. They want me to stop thinking, they want me to fit in their shoes, in their shoes. Better find a fire escape for they are burning me alive. Although they are nice and friendly, they just got to let me live my life. Nice and friendly people are burning. People are burning me Early train in the morning rain An office clerk with paperwork all day 
Well, I used to be a bright kid, but now I'm just a misfit. Everybody's looking like Thunderwind. Ow! People are nice and friendly. Tell me I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. But I know this is not the place to be. Don't want them in my side, in my side. Better find a fire escape for they are burning me alive. Although they are nice and friendly, they just got to let me live my life. Nice and friendly people are burning me. Nice and friendly people are burning me. Rousers with nice and friendly people, a later release on the Torso label. I've done a sneaky thing here, and that is that I've gradually steered away from punk to post-punk, ultra, pop poetry, and other musical successors. I did the same in my book No Future New. But of course, the history of punk in the Netherlands can be told in a hundred different ways. Who you speak to also determines the story, and you consciously or unconsciously seek out voices that fit the story you want to tell. Was I to write a book on punk now, ten years later, it would undoubtedly be different because of my own shifting interests. But what about the stories I was told? Would they be different too? Life stories, after all, have a habit of changing ever so slightly to incorporate new perspectives, new experiences. Your beauty. 
Max and Tom Cora with State of Shock before that the Rondos and with that we've come to the end of this episode more about the Rondos in the next and final episode of Radio Paradolia next week uh, on Rotterdam Nostalgia for an Age Yet to Come tune in next Tuesday 12 noon for some Rotterdam classics and classics of the future Radio Paradolia. Radio Paradolia.